Heard across the Resonate Regional Radio Network. It's my time, it's my life. I hope you will come along. This is Rural Queensland Today with Ben Dobbin. Morning and welcome to Rural Queensland today for Tuesday morning, the 25th of October. A very good morning to everybody listening to us across the Resonate Broadcast Network through 4SB in Kingaroy, 4ZR in Roma, 4VL in Charleville, 4HI in Emerald, 4LM Mount Isa, 4LG Longridge, 4GC Charters Towers in the Hot Country Network. Good morning to you. So much to get through this morning, um, and we will get to Deb Frecklington very shortly. Rural Doctors Association of Australia President uh, Megan Bellow joining us, um, and Ben Hall, and so much. Much more. If you've missed any of our shows, Spotify is where you can go for our latest shows and you can absolutely uh, get any of our previous shows. So much to get through on this busy Tuesday morning. This is Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. You're with Ben Dobbin and it is a big, big show for you. Tuesday morning, the 25th of October. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Deb Frecklington joins us this morning, the member for Nanango, Shadow Minister for Water and Construction of Dams, Shadow Minister for Regional Development and Manufacturing. Uh, Deb, good morning. Thank you so much. I know Brisbane is where you're based this week and Paradise Dam, surprise, surprise. We've been talking about it. I spoke with Tom Marlin. David Littleproud's been very critical of it as well. They're backflipping on this issue, which obviously is considerably um, concerning. You know, if they're going to backflip on this, the government, um, what else and what next? Yeah, look, good morning, Dobbo. Good morning, listeners. You've summed it up really right. I mean, Paradise Dam was one of the, um, you know, debacles of the Palaszczuk government. They ripped down the dam wall uh, without consulting with the, the local industry, you know, the local water users. So this vital piece of infrastructure got ripped down, then... For some reason, the Palaszczuk government plucked up a figure of $1.2 billion. Now, that was to be split half between the states and the feds. Uh, both the former LNP federal government and Albanese committed at the last election $600 million to go to restoring paradise, uh, to give that water security back to that vital region. I mean, it grows the most incredible hort crops. It also grows trees, it's, you know, we really need that water security. And yet we see a, an Albanese black flip before he's even started. Uh, so we'll wait and see tonight what the budget um, has in it. But we know that the Palaszczuk government, they had bugger all in their budget, um, really only a couple of million dollars going towards uh, paradise. So we already know that, um, you know, it seems to be off the agenda and that's just not good enough. You can't go to the people committing one thing and then getting to your first budget and not delivering. No, that's the big thing as well. Um, it uh, it's obviously concerning. Um, the health system's more concerning to me. Um, we're seeing, and I know this is your electorate's had its real problems, but we're seeing women being un- un- unable to birth their babies in Gladstone, having to drive to Rockhampton. We're seeing maternity services on their knees. We're seeing doctors being um, taken to court because of their qualifications. Everywhere else being disbarred, but in a, in Queensland, surprise, surprise. They're allowed to practice. It, it is a real issue. Yeah, look, it is a real issue, and I, I feel deeply sorry for patients, uh, but also the nurses and doctors who are working in this broken system. Look, the health minister must must be sacked, and if the premier isn't going to, you know, have the backbone to get rid of the health minister and put someone in who knows what they're doing, then the minister really should step up and resign. I mean, it, it's got to be embarrassing to have every um, everyone calling for your head. She must know that when you've got women speaking out about disaster after disaster. Look, the Palaszczuk government committed 
for example, this is one example, to change the practice of putting mums who have just tragically just had a stillborn baby um, or a baby who has unfortunately, you know, not made it through birth. They're putting those mothers right beside just, you know, brand new babies who are crying all night. Now, the Palaszczuk government committed to getting rid of that practice, you know, a couple of years ago or at least 12 months ago, uh, and it's still happening. We've got mums in the whole Gladstone region who can't have a natural birth. Now, Gladstone is a big area. There is no reason why there shouldn't be full maternity services at that Gladstone hospital. It's so bad that the, the member for parliament for that Gladstone area, who's a minister, said he would resign if the maternity um, wasn't restored. So even the Labor people know it's bad. Uh, but honestly, the system is broken. What has happened to those, those patients up around Mackay uh, should never be forgotten. And the fact that we've got ambulance ramping at hospitals, even like Kingaroy, which has never seen ambulance ramping before, uh, it's just, you know, obviously that the system's not working. So we need someone at the head of it who knows what they're doing, and that's why we need to change the minister. Yeah, it has to happen. This ramping is, you know, like it's happening everywhere, isn't it? Like it's, I mean, your, your poor town of Kingaroy is in, in Nanango, is having a hell of a mess with it. It, it. it just says to me that, you know, Unless you are, and, I'm, and I say this, unless you're in the metropolitan areas of Brisbane or the Gold Coast, you, you're out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, look, it, it appears to be that way and it was fascinating. I spent um, last weekend out at the Windora Channel Country Ladies' Day, which was a fabulous weekend, um, with you know these people that are hugely isolated and it was through talking to the RFDS that you really realise that that's a service. Well, yes, yes, it gets government funding, uh, but it's still largely reliant upon um, you know the generosity of the general public and fundraising. I mean, if it wasn't for the RFDS in the majority of those really remote towns, I mean, they'd have no service at all because it appears that the health system, the Queensland health system, has just basically thrown its hands up in the air and said, "Look, all too hard." Uh, you know, we need to be working out a way to encourage doctors and nurses to be you know, moving into these regional towns because we don't want everyone just to move to the metropolitan areas uh, because they feel as though the health system is on its knees, which is actually what's happening. So let's just fix it. Yeah, you're dead right. Uh, year 12 graduates, you've been doing the rounds of all the schools at the moment. This is a good story. Yeah, look, it is. It's You know, Dobbo, I always think the world's in a safe spot. When I, I spent a week um, last week going to a different school each day around my electorate and, um, you know, it's just fantastic. We've got incredible students um, that are graduating, not only with really good results, but some of them with great jobs out there too. I mean, we've you know, got um, kids that are going straight into electoral apprenticeships, you know, diesel fitters. We've got um, kids that are hoping to get to JCU to do medicine. Uh, it, it's just fantastic. And then, of course, um, I was really pleased at Kilcoy. They are really pushing... Uh, the ag program and they're calling for more funding for ag programs because they've identified that for every um, student that they push through the ag program, there's six jobs for them. So, you know, it's just fantastic if we can encourage more schools to get involved in those agricultural programs through high schools because, you know, it doesn't matter whether they're heading, you know, um, to become, you know, their own boss on on a place, but also, you know, everything from fencing to meatworks to, I mean, there's just so many jobs out there. So it's I, I just love getting to these schools and seeing, you know, what the kids are, are up to and, 
and seeing what past students are doing that come back, um, you know, to, to spruik what they're doing. It's just a great, great time of year. Yeah, you did right. Um, big issues um, in the next couple of days, obviously in Parliament, you know, this environmental plan that everybody's going on about. Are you concerned about it? Yeah, look, we are we are concerned. Um, the reason why is because the devil is always in the detail when it comes to any of these pieces of legislation. Um, so I've, I've seen on the notice paper that we don't believe it'll be up this week, uh, which will be good because this is something that needs thorough consultation. It needs you know thorough research about, uh, and we need to make sure the government is getting it right, not just having a knee jerk reaction. Uh, we all, and I've said this for years on your show too, Dobbo, the, the landholder is always, in most cases, uh, 99.9% cases, the best environmentalist. They yeah, are the ones 100%. that understand their land. So let's not move it to George Street in Brisbane to make decisions on, on individual landholders and what they should and shouldn't be doing with their land. Yep, you did right. Deb, great to chat. Appreciate your time. Thanks for making some time for me this morning. Morning thunderstorms swept through southeast Queensland yesterday and last night, and obviously this morning as well, with an intense, tense storms. We've seen up to 10, 10 centimetre uh, balls of hail, and people in Mount Larkham and Rockhampton and central Queensland, with the Europe Weather Bureau absolutely saying that the hail remained a huge risk in central Queensland. Now, this was off the back of the largest hail on Monday night, last night, um, being, I've seen some big hail before, but the Darling Downs was absolutely uh, terrorised as well. We've seen some footage this morning um, of silos being tipped over. We've seen clouds coming through and uh, and some of the sheds being ripped to bits. It has been unbelievable. Torrential, torrential rainfall um, through the middle of Queensland, the central and down into the Darling Downs. A major flood warning is in effect for the McIntyre River. It's expected to peak uh, at around 10.2, but the hail damage with harvest not far away is quite unbelievable. Um, this is getting to a point of destruction and some of the totals up to, like, I mean, unbelievable some of the weather events that's coming through. Our thoughts are with everybody at the moment um, as they try to get back on track, but some of the weather systems that have come through is just very, very scary. Um, There obviously has uh, some huge ramifications for people's crops moving forward. So please, our thoughts are with you. We will continue to talk and obviously um, keep you updated, but massive rain over the last 24 hours through the central and destructive storms. We'll talk with Tanya Nagel because the Mubar Munch, I believe, has been postponed today. We'll talk to her a bit later on in the show as well as they try to prepare and get this underway. Uh, coming up, though, Deb Frecklington joins us. Um, we'll keep her updated, and obviously she's in Brisbane for um, uh, it's a Parliament sitting week, so we'll get in contact with her very shortly and go from there. This is Rural Queensland Today. Uh, you're with Ben Dobbin. It is Tuesday morning, the 25th of October. Welcome back to Rural Queensland today. Like I talked about yesterday, um, obviously a huge, huge challenge now um, for Warwick, the Warwick Gold Cup to go ahead. It's been postponed. But the big story was that Ben Hall winning not only Condamine, we spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, but also uh, he won, he was lucky enough to win the Chinchilla Grandfather Clock. Uh, He joins us this morning. Two from two, mate, and they put you on the skids. They must be nervous. They can hear that triple crown coming. Yeah, I think it's uh, 
it worked out good for him to rain. But. <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, mate, this is frustrating. Well, I mean, this is, I, and I know the Triple Crown is something that's eluded you and something you wanted. But the Warrigold Gold Cup is it's the grandfather. It's the it's the one that everybody wants. I've never heard of it being postponed. I don't know if it'll run this year. Yeah, it's um, it's a, probably the most prestige stuff that, that we all try and go to, and um, yeah. Yeah, I hope it rained down there. They um, have a big, big weather forecast for it. So, yeah, it was a bit hard to, you know, it was always hard to run with weather, weather pending and all that with the cattle and everyone getting in and floodwaters and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's um, unfortunate, but something that's got to be done, I guess. Yeah, certainly. So, mate, what, what, you got obviously disappointed. What are they saying to you? Like, in all seriousness, um, have, have they had a chat to you? But I, I know that a lot of people were disappointed to hear it, but. Like you know, it's part of the story. Do they think they'll get it done this year? Um, no, no one sort of, no one sort of guessing. I think what what they're going to do. Uh, there's a little bit of talk that it might happen in February next year. Um, after after the big landmark sale or something like that. But yeah, it's only hearsay. No one, no one oh, from nice. the from actually Warwick itself said anything. So yeah, mate, this mayor have she, to wait and see. This mayor, she. <laughs> She's obviously very special, but did you realise how good she was? I mean, and, and and how long till you, how long till you actually go about, um, you know, putting her in the breeding barn? Oh, she. We've got plenty of foals, a few foals out of her already, like embryos and yep. all that. Um, she's always been pretty special, went and um, she's won a won a fair bit uh, over the last sort of ten years, and yeah, it's just um, a matter of putting it all together. Really, she's won won a lot of the big drafts and. Did I, did I yeah. read she's won over, like, and I, I might have got this wrong, she's won over $200,000 in prize money now? Yep, yep. Wow, we. Yeah. Wow, we. Yeah, pretty good effort for a horse, like in our sport, like when it's, yeah, you know, they're just starting to get a bigger bigger money draft than now, but um, back when she sort of started, there wasn't wasn't the money about, but it's um, yeah, good to have a peek and uh, when, they, the right when they're a bit about. Hey, mm. um, what about, what about the, um, where does she sit in your string, like, when you talk about Lex and Reliable and, and a few of these, where I mean, I know you don't like to compare, and I, I mean that genuinely, but where does she sit when you talk about those two other greats that you had? Oh, yeah, she's up there. Um, yeah, just the speed and the speed and the way she can she can get stopped and get going again um, is sort of why she's as good as she is. Um, you know, she's, they've all got their faults in one area or whatever, but the, the speed and... Um, uh, yeah, speeding the check and and I've got a fair motor in her, um, which helps 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 a lot in our sport. So yeah, that's why she can get things done. I think. Yeah, so mate, when you when you, obviously you flush her and you get embryos and stuff like that, have you sold any? Have you sold um, any foals buyer? Out oh, of one, yeah. uh, the first one, the first colt we sold. Um, ben Stanger at Birkin Wills, he bought him out of a, as a yearling um, a couple of years ago. So he's a three year old now. He's He's pretty happy with him. He's going, looks and going pretty good. So yeah, be interesting to see. You know, you can breed from breed from any horse, but you never know until you no. until you start competing on them whether they're you know whether it's carried on. You know, you're disappointed, mate, that you don't get to go. Like I mean, you're in good form, and I mean, six months is a long time, and I understand that. And and mate, you know, but are you, are you a bit disappointed, or part you just it's out of your control. Oh yeah, it's disappointing. You, know, you get a bit of bit of momentum going and. Um, a bit hard driving our chinchilla and turning left to head home than when we usually turn right to go to Warwick. But anyway, it, things happen and yeah, we'll just um, step into it. When it, if it does come about, we'll 
hook in and have a chop and see how we go. How's the weather there now, mate? And how's this season looking at home? Oh, phenomenal. Although it's um, it's all clear at the moment. A few storms about last night coming home, but it's had 60 mil while we've been away. And yeah, it's um, long time since we've driven home from, from the southern run and seen green grass all the way home. Yeah, perfect. It's um, it's a big thing, and and obviously, mate, yeah, you'll be you got a few horses for um, Tamworth next year. Obviously, that's a big part of it. You, that's a big sale now. Are you are you guys still trying to put horses through that that sale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We always take um, you're limited to three, but we take three down there for sale, and um, always got a bunch for the for the draft to have a chop at the hundred grand again, and yeah, they sort of start working on them a bit now. And, Give you a bit of time. Getting things sorted here, you know? yeah. good, good on you, mate. Mate, when, where do you put all those – how many grandfather clocks you won? Uh, four. Where are they all? Are they all at home? I mean, and how, yeah. do you, how do you get them home? You just put them in the truck with you? I've always, always yeah, wonder about stand, that kind of stuff. Stand them up. Stand them up there, buddy. About seven foot tall, so they take up a bit of room and stand them up in the truck and bring them home. But, no, they're all here with that's why we're always on time, dollar. <laughs> put them, put one in all the kids' rooms, and one in your room, and one in the lounge room, mate. Everybody gets a yeah, grandfather clock now in your family. They make, make a bit of noise, so uh, you know, and they're working. Oh yeah, you don't yeah, don't wind them up. Yeah. Hey, mate, well done. Um, it's great. It's disappointing though that you're not going to Warwick, and and obviously that's been postponed. Um, but look, uh, whenever that this is run and Warwick is run. You will be in contention for the first time ever in the Triple Crown, which is like, you know, to have them both. I mean, you've been in this position before, haven't you? Yeah, 2008. Um, had old Lexi. He, um, he won the bell and the clock and, and uh, even had him in the final at Warwick and, yeah, backed off a little bit in the final and yeah, got away from me. But anyway, he'll um, another chop at it. Yeah, that's good work. I uh, appreciate your time, mate. Thanks for being with us this morning, brother. No worries, thanks, it. Good on you. Rural Queensland today. We'll take a break, come back with more. Rural Queensland today. Now, Tanya Nagel joins us this morning, um, the Ag for SIP coordinator. Uh, and obviously today was a free education event and today and tomorrow. But it looks like uh, because of the storms, it's been postponed. Tanya, good morning. Thank you so much for being with us. No worries, Ben. Yes, today, unfortunately, we've had to cancel today because um, we've had storms through Toowoomba since midnight last night and it's just too dangerous and wet down at the uh, farm. We've got a lot of tents broken, a lot of water everywhere. Um, however, we are going to make a decision on tomorrow by 2 o'clock this afternoon and that's going to be for the secondary kids tomorrow. So Moobar Munches, which is the big thing, um, an industry-based Ag for School program, that you guys focusing on teaching youngsters where the food and fibre comes from. Normally, how many kids come through through these two days? Well, we're actually quite devastated because we had the most ever coming through. We were supposed to have 600 today and then another 600 tomorrow. So 1,200 all up, um, which means, you know, there is a really huge demand for this type of information. Schools are asking for, you know, education in food and fibre and also tomorrow's about careers and all industries are struggling for people in careers and it's really great to see so many high school kids wanting to come along and learn about careers in agriculture. Yeah, that's the big thing as well. Um, where are the tents? They're up in trees at the moment. I've, I've seen some absolute, <laughs> some, some serious destruction with some of these storms. Uh, I've yeah, seen some amazing, got- some amazing things and, and I'm not being in any way uh, rude. Some of the photos I've seen from Condamine this morning and through there on the Darling Downs has been unbelievable. Yes, no, we've got tents up trees, we've got tents tipped over. 
Kelly and I were here this morning trying to resurrect some and then another storm came through and the tent went flying through the paddock. So we're just now trying to salvage what we can and see if we can get tomorrow underway. Um, we had ordered a whole lot of food for today for presenters, but we're actually donating that to a local charity today. And we we talked to them and they said their tent went flying into James Street in Toowoomba. So I think we're all struggling with the weather. Yeah, um, it is quite unbelievable what is going on. How important is this? I mean, this demonstrates a tailored variety for age groups and secondary stu- students. Obviously, it, it's big and, and it's funded by the Australian Government Education Kids and Agricultural Initiative and the secondary day by the Queensland Department of Employment, Small Business and Training for Agribusiness and Engagement Programs. It's a very, very important part of the landscape. We need, I mean, AgWars did an amazing job going around the schools and the government pulled that, but this is sort of to try and counteract that a fraction. Yes, um, so currently we do have funding through those two um, funding sources. The, unfortunately, the federal funding um, runs out at the end of the year. Um, we are currently talking to them to try and get it extended because it's just so important to you know get agriculture and get kids to have the experience with agriculture because, as you know, the disconnect is there and it's only getting wider. And We really need the next generation of kids to understand how important agriculture is to them but how important it is to Australia. So with we, the funding at the moment, are we confident that we're going to get a uh, injection from the government? Um, well, we've had a good discussion this week, was it this week, last week, with um, Minister Watts' office. So we're putting forward a proposal, so that's really good. And we're just hoping that, I mean, they understand how important agriculture is. We've had such great um, feedback from the schools that we've gone and visited this year. Um, with our kids to farms, you know, ever increasing demand for this type of education because we do all the work, you know, we have all the contacts with the industry. We talk, the schools just need to say, we want you to come on this day. We turn up, we take them out to a farm, we do curriculum aligned activities. So it's really, really good for the teachers. Um, they don't, it doesn't add any more burden onto them. So we take care of everything. So it's just, the teachers are like, this is amazing. You yeah. guys have the connections. You can sort everything out for us. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um, look, it's a, an unbelievable thing what you guys are doing and, and what Ag Force is doing. They're gearing up for the Moobar Munch, and it was obviously with a record 1,087 Queensland students locked in to learn about agriculture over the next two days. Today is off because the tents are in the trees. They've had four storms come through, and obviously we've seen a lot of that happening recently. Um, so hopefully we can get that back operational. We might get a uh, some sort of form of uh, contact from you guys so we can actually get some better understanding and see if it can happen, and obviously if we can get yeah. that underway, that would be great. Awesome. Thank you very much. Good on you. Appreciate your time. Thanks so much for being with us this morning. Thank you. This is Rural Queensland today, Tanya Nagel. We'll take a break, come back with more across the Resonate Broadcast Network. Talking on the budget, let's uh, go to the Rural Doctors Association of Australia and President um, Megan Bellow, Dr. Megan Bellow, who joins us this morning ahead of this budget being delivered tonight. Um, it's expected to deliver $146 million promised by the Albanese government for rural health initiatives. We are going to wait and see that, though. Megan, good morning. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Obviously, anticipation would be one word, but uh, what are you expecting from tonight's budget? Well, we're definitely hoping for the promised $146 million. Uh, that was an election promise uh, back in May that had bipartisan support to come to fruition. Yeah, so, I mean, this was from the very beginning, but what about getting more doctors in the bush and making it more easy? I mean, the problems, um, we just had Deb Frecklington on there talking about Kingaroy and the ambulance ramping and the lack of services. We talk about, unfortunately, the 
you know, looking at Gladstone that they can't even give um, birthing suites at, at Gladstone. They have to drive to Rockhampton and there was kids being born on the side of the road on the Bruce. It's a real issue at the moment and the government need to, 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 to pony up in a big way. Yeah, look, um, the $146 million is to, I guess, um, help remunerate the doctors that are already on the ground um, and doing that uh, rural remote work um, so that we keep them. Um, which, you know, will in some ways help uh, given that the DPA uh, effects that came out in July. But I do agree that um, more needs to be done on top of this $146 million, um, especially in, in face of the DPA changes that were made back in July. Yeah, and that's the big thing, isn't it? We, we, we absolutely need to see a shift in this. We, we are the backbone and where the economy is driven is from the rural communities and regional communities. And if we don't keep in, them up to speed and supported, we won't have it. And if the bush dies, the town will die eventually. It's just a matter of – it's simple, simple economics. Yeah, well, look, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, our rural remote Australians are very important. Um, we play a very important role um, in the Australian uh, community and not only, you know, financially, but, yeah, we do. We need more support um, to make sure that we can provide the medical care that these people that these people deserve. Yeah, and that's the big thing, isn't it? Um, like, we look at that. How are we going about reforming the workforce incentive program with medical practitioners? That's seen something you guys have been pushing. Are we getting any closer to trying to get it to a point that if you want to be a doctor in the bush, you're going to get some um, reform and benefit around it? Well, this is uh, part of the $146 million, um, that is to be promised tonight, um, that that reform is there. So if the more remote you work, the longer you work, you know, the years dedicated to remote, uh, your, your loading will go significantly, uh, will increase. Um, but also that if you work in private practice, but also in your small rural hospital, that that also is also remunerated um, and rewarded. Uh, because we do find that there are those that just want to work in private practice and don't want to do the on-call up at the hospital. And this is to try and help the model where you work across both sectors. Yeah, it's pretty special, isn't it? Um, you know, it, it, it's just a, a very, very special, special uh, situation where you, if you don't get the money, um, like things won't happen. How quickly once you get the 146, let's just say, and it all goes to plan tonight, which I believe it will, how quickly can you yeah. implement some of these things? Oh, well, look, we'll be pushing for it to be implemented as quickly as possible, but, you know, um, Things do take time, um, but it is something that we'd be working with the um, Department of Health and government to push out as quickly as possible. Yeah, and that and that and that's something issue. Getting more doctors is that an issue? Oh, look, it's always an issue. Um, one of the promises for tonight is an extra fifty places um, for the John Flynn Provocational Program. So that's the junior doctor years where they get to spend some time in a rural community or rural or remote community, not only in the general practice but but also in the small rural hospitals. And we see this as an important um, uh, program that builds a pipeline of junior doctors, so that they're actually yes, they get plenty of exposure in medical school. But in these junior doctor years, they don't necessarily get exposed as much. And so this allows the um, extra placements to happen. Um, so this will bring it up to uh, 
the equivalent, I think, of 350 full-time equivalent placements, um, but we're going to be pushing for more. Um, and basically, it's really important that we get these doctors at this time because that's when they're making their future decision for what career they're going to go into. Yeah, and that's the big thing, isn't it? Um, you know, like it's 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 trying to get more placements, trying to get them in the bush. Obviously, the the, the universities in in regional areas such as Townsville, they are growing, but it's a five, six, seven, eight year program, isn't it? Like, and you yeah. guys have been working towards it, and and it's not only in Queensland. I'm talking about. I'm talking nationally. So we are yep. going to see some more doctors coming into the system, but it's just a time thing. Yeah. So um, so. Anything that's implemented at university level will definitely take, yeah, like you said, at least five to seven years um, before they're actually in the hospital sector. The John Flynn Provocational Program is targeted at those doctors once they've left university and they're in the, that first, second year after leaving university so that they've got those placements um, and exposure to rural remote medicine so that then they might see that as an actual future career because if you don't see it, you don't know it exists. And uh, and a lot of these junior doctors, when they do get a taste of the bush, they're like, this is actually really cool medicine, which, you know, that's what I keep going on about and I just don't understand why pe- more people don't want to do it. Oh, and I, I actually agree with you. Tonight is expected yeah. to be delivered $146 million in promise by the Albanese government for rural health initiatives to support and build better health services in rural and remote Australia. Uh, the president of the Rural Doctors Association of Australia, uh, Megan Bellow, is uh, joining us this morning and she is obviously saying trying to get some highly skilled and motivated doctors into rural communities is a priority um, and obviously something that everybody uh, – f- for the short term, can we bring some doctors over from overseas? Yes, look, um, it is possible to bring doctors from overseas, um, although the, the requirements um, and the, the paperwork that's needed to go through it um, to make them actually in your clinic can actually take a significant amount of time. So um, there has been a request to ask the government to make that a quicker process, um, but obviously not to cut too many corners because you do want to make sure that you know all the boxes are ticked so to speak. Uh, But, I mean, uh, extra funding for the junior doctor placements um, are also a workforce um, that can can be used. They're, you know, trained in the Australian system and know how the Australian system works. And so, you know, trying to actually grow our own pipeline to create our own rural doctors is, is the way of the future. Megan, great to chat. Um, Here's hoping tonight I think this announcement will make a lot of difference and I really appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for having me. Good on you. Rural Queensland today and the Resonate Broadcast Network. It is uh, the 25th of October. It's a Tuesday morning across rural Queensland today. That's it from us here this morning at Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network for the 25th of October. Ray Hadley joins you next. Stay safe. And from all the team here at Rural Queensland today, it's bye for now.